Bill responded suspiciously. Glancing around, he readily picked out the rectangular blot in the valley, though it was no easy feat. Hunting or ranching? he inquired in tones devoid of curiosity. Ranching, smiled the other. Hefty proposition up here, I reckon. The wolves'll walk in under your nose, but I ain't seen no engines. You will, was the calm reply. You'll see a couple first, and then the whole cussed tribe. They ain't got no buffalo no more, neither. Buck glanced at him sharply and thought of the hunters, but he nodded. Yes, but if that couple don't go back, he asked, referring to the Indians. Then you'll save a little time. Well, let him come. I'm here to stay one way or the other. But anyhow, I ain't got no border ruffians like they have over in the panhandle. They're worse than Injuns. Yes, agreed Bill. The war ain't ended yet for some of them fellers. Ex-guerrillas, lots of them. When they reached the house, the buffalo hunters were arguing about their next day's ride, and the elder, looking up, appealed to Bill. Howdy, stranger. Ain't come across no buffalo signs, have you? Bill smiled. Bones and old chips. But the gray wolves was heading southwest. What did I tell you? triumphantly exclaimed the younger hunter. Well, they ain't much difference, is they? growled his companion. Bill missed nothing the hunter said or did, and during the silent meal had a good chance to study their faces. When the pipes were going and the supper wreck cleaned away, Buck leaned against the wall and looked across the room at the latest arrival. Don't want a job, do you? he asked. Bill shook his head slowly, wondering why the hunters had frowned at a job being offered on another man's ranch. I'm headed north, but I'll give you a hand for a week if you need me, he offered. Buck smiled. Much obliged, friend, but it'll leave me worse off than before. My other puncher'll be back in a few weeks with the supplies, but I need four men all year round. I got a thousand head to brand yet. The elder hunter looked up. Drive him back to cow country and sell him or locate there, he suggested. Buck's glance was as sharp as his reply, for he couldn't believe that the hunter had so soon forgotten what he had been told regarding the ownership of the cattle. I don't own them. This range is bought and paid for. I won't lay down. I done forgot they ain't yarn, hastily replied the hunter, smiling to himself. Stolen cattle cannot go back. If they was, I'd stay. "'crisply retorted Buck. "'I ain't quitting nothing I starts. "'How many you'll have next spring?' "'grinned the younger hunter. "'He was surprised by the sharpness of the response. "'More'n I've got now in spite of hell.' "'Bill nodded approval. "'He felt a sudden, warm liking for this rugged man "'who would not quit in the face of such handicaps. "'He liked game men. "'Better if they were square.' and he believed this foreman was as square as he was game. By the Lord, he ejaculated. For a plug peso, I'd stay with you. Buck smiled warmly. Would good money do? But don't you stay if you oughtn't, son. When the light was out, Bill lay awake for a long time, his mind busy with his evening's observations, and they pleased him so little that he did not close his eyes until assured by the breathing of the hunters that they were asleep. His colt, which should have been hanging in its holster on the wall where he had left it, lay unsheathed close to his thigh, and he awakened frequently during the night, so keyed was he for the slightest sound. Up first in the morning, 
He replaced the gun in its scabbard before the others opened their eyes, and it was not until the hunters had ridden out of sight into the southwest that he entirely relaxed his vigilance. Saying goodbye to the two cowmen was not without regrets, but he shook hands heartily with them and swung decisively northward. He had been riding perhaps two hours, thinking about the little ranch and the hunters, when he stopped suddenly on the very brink of a sheer drop of two hundred feet. In his abstraction, he had ridden up the sloping southern face of the mesa without noticing it. Bet there ain't another like this for a hundred miles, he laughed, and then ceased abruptly and stared with unbelieving eyes at the mouth of a draw not far away. A trotting line of gray wolves was emerging from it and swinging toward the southwest ten abreast. He had never heard of such a thing before and watched them in amazement. Well, I'm, he exclaimed, and his colt flashed rapidly.